Hello and welcome to a special free preview edition of the Vorthos Cast. I'm Jay and Ellie. I'm very tired. I'm Brian Dawes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Chris Delano and I have a cold. Yay. And I'm Carrie Thomas. And we have four preview cards today uh, to talk to you all about. So first I'm going to turn it over to uh, Very Tired to tell you all about the <laughs> battle we've got. Thanks. I literally started today like hundreds of miles away and spent a lot of time in a car. Uh, I was up invading Maine for a bunch of days with a partner visiting their parents. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, what the invasion was about, you know... Yeah, it was a fighty time up there. One might even say it was a battle. Uh, and very specifically a siege, in fact. Um, this is a bad segue into our first preview card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, in fact, one of the new battle cards. A new card type. Uh, it's a permanent uh, in, in March of the Machine. And lordy, is it a deep cut. Um... So our first, our first card, uh, so I, I guess we'll just start. Battle cards are DFCs. Uh, so there is a horizontal spell on the front um, and a vertical spell on the back. Um, and our battle is Invasion of Ergamon. Ergamon is the name of a plane. All the battle cards in the set are named after planes with the same name construction. Uh costs red and a green. It is a battle siege. It is uncommon. Uh, the battle starts with this reminder text. As a siege enters, choose an opponent to protect it. You and others can attack it. When it's defeated, exile it, then cast it transform. And so in the bottom right corner, we have a little like comic book explosion type shape with a five in it. Um, battles have life like a planeswalker sort of. Uh, and you can attack them, and then uh, when you defeat them, you exile them, and you get, you know, a cool spell on the back. So uh, you essentially get to pay a little bit of mana and uh, do some creative attacking and spend a little time uh, to get a more powerful spell. Uh, they do also have effects on the front side. In Invasion of Ergamon... Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you create a treasure token, and then you may discard a card if you do draw a card. Pretty simple red-green effect. Uh, we've got nice art of a rhino charging uh, an entire legion of uh, Phyrexian invaders. Uh, and on the back side, uh, once you've defeated the battle, is Truga Cliff Charger, which is a creature rhino. It's red and green. It's a 3-4. as Trample. When Truga Cliff Charger enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do, search your library for a land card or a battle card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle. And it has the flavor text. Throughout Ergamon's wild Truga jungle, predator-prey relationships stopped until every last invader was crushed to dust. So, when I say this is a deep cut, I mean this is maybe the first plane in magic it it's possible that it was named for dominaria it is from uh richard garfield's short story in like the magic pocket player's guide uh, Rorica's, Rorica's tale. tale 
takes place on Ergamon. It's literally the second word. So I think that was the first real piece of magic fiction, and it's the first named plane in magic fiction, at least. Dominaria might have popped up somewhere else somehow. Yeah, so this is the plane where the first named planeswalkers, Thommel and Warzil, dueled. Uh, it's a wild plane, uh, and we do have a location there, the Truga Jungle, which was a plane card in, uh, I think, uh, not the original Plane Chase, I think it was in the second one. Uh, but there was yeah, it was Plane Chase 2020. Yeah, 2012. Uh, 2012, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different year that the world ended. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ag- agreed, <laughs> Oof, agreed. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this this is a deep cut. There's not much known about it. It was just, there are mountains and valleys and exotic creatures there. And that was like the sum total of what we know about uh, Ergamon. Yeah, I mean, there's a 3-4 Rhino with Trample for potentially two mana and a little bit of damage, so... Uh, <laughs> we sure know a lot more yeah. now. That's uh, that's a pretty good... I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how battles are going to play out, but this card's pretty sweet, and I love that it's a callback to the first-named plane. That is super, super cool. As I first, like, look at this card, I, I think that the fact that you have two chances to counterspell this makes me super squeamish on battles, but, you know, we'll see. All right, Brian, as our resident green mage, do you want to take our next card? Sure. Our next card is Tribute to the World Tree, which is an enchantment for green, green, green. It's a rare. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. If its power is three or greater, otherwise put two plus one plus one counters on it. And its flavor text is the tree was the heart of our world. It made me what I am and pulled me back from the brink of death. I won't allow it to be forgotten. Ethica, God of the Tree. Um, this flavor text makes me think that the World Tree on Call Time is gone, which is very concerning. How, how do the spheres of the world, like, how do the different realms of the world interact at this point? Like, uh, that that's it, it's a really interesting set of flavor text. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We're recording this the day before the final stories come out, so like me and Brian and Carrie have no clue what's going to happen. Uh huh. Uh, it's also good uh, when the first promotional image for March of the Machine was released. People were like, "Wait, but that's Essica amongst this group of known characters." I thought she died at the end of the Call Time story, and it's like, "Hey, wait till the card set, and we get your exposition flavor text that says, hey, the tree.'" saved her life in that moment and she continues to be a god and she seems big time sad another card where someone's crying in the art this is just a theme for the set <laughs> this is a piece by piece by christina carroll this is a very good piece it's a kind of a yeah. abstract representation of essica's face and hands in the world tree and crying and it's good uh also this card's pretty busted that's uh <laughs> That that turns like anything that makes a one one token into a three three token with plus one plus one counters on it. So that's like got a it lot sure of does. good synergy there. Yeah, it uh, does not say non token on it, which is cool. yeah. So like you know you play this in your uh, Tristani deck and then uh, make like a million one one lifelink soldiers, and suddenly you have a million three three lifelink soldiers. Pretty uh. Pretty good. And it's card advantage in the late game when you're playing bigger creatures, so that's oof. Or you got that divine visitation out that turns all your creatures into four four angels. So uh 
yeah this is this is cool this card uh <laughs> seems really powerful and fun and beautiful so triple yeah. green is a little tough yeah <laughs> oh what do you especially mean especially unlimited oh yeah yeah but still probably worth playing yeah christopher as our uh the only Italian on the podcast who has not seen the next card. Why don't you go ahead and click? All right. So for for the exposition here, uh, I have not looked at our preview cards other than the previous two, because these two cards that we have coming up were uh, requested by Jay and Lorelai. So I'm real curious about this one. I'm going to click it right now and give you a live reaction. Oh, my God. <laughs> why i also just clicked on it for the first time that's hilarious all right all right so this is an artifact equipment it's a common for one red mana it's called beam town beat stick <laughs> this is a this is a riveteer like baseball bat <laughs> it's it is a halligan bar like a it's a fancy crowbar basically. oh it's a crowbar and it looks like it is just covered in halo uh it has a equipped creature gets plus one plus O oh, and has menace. Whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player or battle, nice. Create a treasure token uh, and equip two. Incredible! I love it. It is a it is a crowbar covered in halo with a little riveteer symbol on it. This is. Uh, <laughs> It is so like it is so on brand for New Capenna to just infuse a crowbar with Halo and go break some Phyrexian kneecaps like it's it's <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing about Phyrexians is frequently they have more than just two kneecaps. Honestly, <laughs> like it. Of, of course, you would enjoy that part of it. <laughs> on the downside, sometimes they have fewer fewer than two. It's true. It's true. Uh, so what I'll also say about this is uh, at the end of the New Capenna segment, we see the angels go flying to help. Uh, Halo gets imbued to help our defenders of the multiverse. And um, some things back home get imbued with magical power, too. And I just love that it was a, a freaking crowbar. <laughs> I, so one of the really fun things about this set, uh, Jay and I were both on the creative text team, is that we get a lot of peeks into planes and because we cover so many planes in the set, we get to do like really cute, unique things that can only exist there. This is an equipment that you're only ever going to see on Nuka Penna. Um, and it just feels so silly in the best way. Honestly, I feel bad because I have a strong feeling that Atraxa owes somebody money. And it's not <laughs> All right. Are you all ready? The, our final spoiler tag, our final preview. Let's click. Oh, my so Lord. We, <gasps> Jesus. We, Jay, you we, did it. Him. You did we it. Have, <laughs> we have a, uh, a common instant. Uh, it's a black card for two uh, black black. And it is called Deadly Derision. And it is Doretti having killed a furnace host uh, Phyrexian who broke into his lair. And before I read what it does, let me read you the flavor text. Oh, actually, uh, Lorelai, would you like to read this flavor text? Yeah. Doretti looked down disdainfully. He call yourself machines. Where's the elegance? Nothing but ugly piles of scrap. It's him. If you know anything about this podcast, you know I am a giant Doretti fan. <laughs> so I am just happy. This is proof of life. 
uh, proof of life postmom. <laughs> he has killed a Phyrexian. Uh, the ability of the card is destroy target creature or planeswalker, create a treasure token. Uh, so, you know, it's common removal as we frequently get here on the board. Those casts. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it just ends up being a thing. So if you're in a draft with Jay, just know that none of these will table like that. Oh, yeah. No, I will force this. I will. I will force this no matter what. I think this is literally our like fourth or fifth just common black bread and butter removal spell we've gotten to preview. (laughs) This one's perfectly adequate. I like that he's holding his little treasure in his hands. Still got (laughs) to keep it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. He is he's he's not happy with Phyrexia like he he just in case anyone was wondering what the other Artificer Planeswalker was up to during all of this, because we've gotten a glimpse into all the others. Phyrexia, uh, Doretti is not team Phyrexia, not at all. He doesn't seem like he would be. Yeah, like, like I said, with me, Tom Beatstick, we got to do lots of little looks into planes and hey, here's a card in a main standard legal booster product depicting Fiora, which is great. Uh, and picking, depicting a character from there, so you know it's Fiora, um, and it's wonderful, and I love it so much. This is only the second time Doretti has appeared in uh, a spell art, not 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 just like a Planeswalker art. There's like three different Planeswalker arts of Doretti, uh, but this is the second time he's actually appeared in a spell. I'm very happy about it. I have a uh, two different Doretti decks. Unfortunately, this will only be able to go into one of them because it's a uh, black card, uh, but I am excited. Yeah, this is uh, this is to to balance out the scales of Dak Fade and getting killed in uh, War of the Spark. <laughs> uh, Doretti, Doretti not only gets to survive, but we get to have art of him freaking murdering a Phyrexian uh, to appease Jay. I am just like, this is going to do like basically nothing in a big giant commander game, but I'm going to be inordinately excited the first time I get to cast this. I'm just uh, upset you didn't name it Doretti's Deadly Derision. There were I a feel lot like of potential names be. for this. <laughs> there, I mean, this this does, they, they might want to reprint this again in the future. So <laughs> putting Doretti on there, while I would appreciate it because it would mean they would have to depict Doretti again. I don't think they want to nail themselves down to that. If anything, this will be uh, Jay's signature spell when he builds his Doretti Oathkeeper deck. <laughs> I actually took my Doretti, I literally last month took my Doretti Oathbreaker deck apart because I'm like, oh, no one plays Oathbreaker. I've never, no one's talk about, no one talks about this anymore. And then Wizards made it an official format. I'm like, ah, all right. Boon of yeah. popularity. <laughs> all right. Well, that is it for today. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to hear more lore, we are going to be tackling flavor gems of this set. Oh my god, there are so many flavor gems. Even just these four cards, we had enough to to pull out like a 15-minute episode. Uh, imagine when we have 300 of them. I, like, we we is, are going to do two flavor gems episodes. I'm telling you now, we are going to do two because there are so many that I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll, we'll do a whole episode of just flavor gems of March of the Machine Aftermath, which will just be all of it. It's going to be all of it because we're going to need to talk about all of it. Uh, All right. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been our free preview edition of the Vorthos cast.